This is Are You Future Ready? Advancing Your Professional Development, a podcast series for anyone who wants to grow and excel in their career or in life. I'm your host, Amy Parker, the Department of Veterans Affairs Chief Learning Officer. This week, we are joined by Dr. Maureen Marks, the Executive Director from the National Center for Organizational Development, or NCOD. If you are listening from one of our VA medical centers or offices, you may know NCOD for the all-employee survey, but they do so much more. As Executive Director, Dr. Marks oversees research, consulting, operations, and organizational health initiatives aimed at increasing employee engagement and supporting VA leaders in building a positive organizational culture. We're so excited to have you with us today. Hi, Amy. It's great to be here with you. You're such an asset to the VA team, too, in so many different spaces. And NCOD's work touches all VA employees. So can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your mission in your role as director? And our role is really about helping to support leaders in their role of creating highly engaged uh, environments for their employees, you know, to, to make sure that in work environments are set up to help employees be their best, to, to bring everything they can to their work um, and, and know that they've got a leader and uh, an environment that's going to support them in doing that. And so I, I, I like to think of our work as a soft place for leaders to land when they're struggling and a launching pad for them to soar from when they're ready. Leaders reach out to us when they are having some challenges, but also uh, when they are just wanting to make things go from good to great, where they just want um, to be able to have opportunities to enhance what they're doing, um, because we're never done. You know, employee engagement is is something we're constantly striving for to improve. We're never going to be done. We'll never have it p- perfectly right. Um, so there's all kinds of opportunities to improve. And our role as NCOD is to support um, leaders in in being able to create that. So the organizational support ghostbusters. Yes, right, right. Yeah, that's it. You just call us and we're there. Who are you going right. to call? NCOD. Who are you going to call? NCOD. So I feel really lucky. It's I feel like I've got the best job in, in VA as director of NCOD. Yeah, absolutely. And we're joined today too by um, sub, another NCOD or another ghostbuster mm-hmm. maybe. Yes. He's one of our lead, one of our lead Ghostbusters. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Billy McCloskey is with us. He's a senior organizational development psychologist with NCOD. And after beginning his VA career as a psychology intern, working with veterans at the Detroit VA Medical Center, Billy wanted to pursue avenues where he could use his psychology training to promote employee engagement and organizational change and seize the opportunity to to take a postdoctoral fellowship with NCOD in Cincinnati, Ohio. And so, Billy, thanks for joining us. What sparked your interest in organizational health? So it's a great question. Uh, During my clinical training, uh, I love seeing patients working with PTSD, substance use disorders, general mental health. And I found myself feeling like I wanted to make more of an impact than than one-to-one services would really allow. So I found myself gravitating toward group therapy um, and then into program evaluation, program development. And I, I started to become passionate about taking initiatives more at the at the global level, more at the, the organization level to to improve the the working conditions of people so that they can provide more services to veterans. So I 
for me, I felt that uh, seeing traditional, seeing patients in a traditional way would be adding value. I feel like my role at NCOD, I'm able to multiply value because I can improve the lives and, and work conditions of a number of, of providers so that they can then provide the best services for veterans. That sounds like your why. That is my why. I wanted to check in with Maureen. We know, I know you said you've got the best job. I do. What's your why, Maureen? Similar to Billy, I've, I've been in VA for um, about 25, over 25 years now. And so most of my career has been with VA. Um, I started as a psychology intern and, um, and the first half of my career was at the Cincinnati VA Medical Center. I understood what it, what it was like to not really understand why things had to be the way they were. To me, the Cincinnati VA was the whole VA. Um, and when I came to NCOD in around 2010, um, I all of a sudden I started understanding, oh my gosh, there were reasons why things felt the way they did at the facility. Having both of those perspectives has really helped me to understand the, some of the pain points and try and figure out how can we, from central office, do some things to either make things more transparent, make them more understandable, to, to meet the needs of frontline employees better. Um, and one of the things that I know I experienced uh, was that leaders, leaders were often really well-intentioned, but they didn't always have the support that they needed. Um, to really be able to make some of the changes or to work with their employees the way that they wanted. Um, and so for, for me, the opportunity to come to NCOD was really about how I wanted to help them be able to make the workplace better for employees, which again, like Billy said, makes it better for our veterans. Um, and so after 14 years of delivering direct care to, to veterans, I decided, you know what, the, the system could use some support and I think I can be helpful there. And it's just been, it's been a wonderful experience. And employee engagement, I take it, is very near and dear to your heart. Yes, it really is. Um, and that's, you know, really what NCOD over time has really scoped its work, uh, you know, to be more about that. Because organizational health is a very broad topic. You could do all kinds of things under that umbrella. And we, over time, really honed in on that employee engagement was a thing that we really wanted to, to focus on. Yeah, what does an engaged employee look like? How will we know when we see one? Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know what? <laughs> I bet as soon as you ask, ask that question that everybody listening had somebody pop in their head. Like they, they had a face that popped in their head and said, oh, that's, that's what that looks like. Employee engagement really comes down to two big things. How much somebody feels like the organization cares about them as a person and how meaningful is their work to the mission of the organization. We now want to know we're cared, we're cared about and that what we do matters. Um, and so the people who are really fully engaged are the ones who are, are just putting their whole selves into their work, that, it's, that gets them excited, they're, they're willing to put in more than what they're asked for, um, they, uh, it, it energizes them and you can see it, they're, they're the ones raising their hands um, to volunteer to do things um, and take things on, they've got ideas, they're innovative, um, they partner with others. You know, they're, they're all about what can I do to help move this organization forward and, and really bring my skills uh, and talents to bear. So that, that to me kind of captures, I don't know, you know, Billy, if you've got other things that you would say. Oh yeah, please. Engagement for me is also not something that's static. It can change throughout our, our career. It can even change throughout our day-to-day -day work. 
I can, uh, I can even think about myself. There are some times when I'm fully engaged. I'm the person that Maureen was talking about, raising my hand, uh, trying to give extra effort. And then, honestly, there are days or even meetings or, or periods of time when maybe I'm not as engaged as I want to be for a variety of reasons. And I think our goal at NCOD is not to make everyone 100% engaged all the time. That's not necessarily realistic, but it's to help people feel more engaged more of the time. Right. And we, we actually know that there are um, five main drivers of employee engagement. Um, one is about effective leader behaviors. And in VA, we think about that as servant leadership. Um, employee, uh, the use of uh, employee workforce survey data. So, you know, that's why we focus so much on data use in, in the all-employee survey and making sure that people are using the data and doing the action planning. Um, Employee-driven improvement processes so that employees aren't having improvement done to them, but they're a part of the process and, and even leading some of the projects. Employee development opportunities, that's the fourth one. And then the fifth one is really that connection to the mission, you know, that it's, um, that, that you feel uh, really committed to the work of VA. Um, so those are the, we know that those are the things that drive engagement. And there's so much that a supervisor and leader can take away from this. You've got the, the two signals and the five components and near and dear to my heart, of course, employee development. But Billy, you have a, a showcase for us, I think, on uh, how there was a great success story in improving AES scores. The challenges that they were experiencing, low employee engagement, low satisfaction scores, people may be familiar with that best places to work metric, uh, those were a bit challenging. They've been challenging at that facility for, for a few years. Leadership turnover and a variety of other reasons had contributed to some of that. And one of the big things that they were able to do um, with some of our help, but this is the most engaged leadership team that I've worked with, and they're so committed to to using the AES. So they scheduled uh, supervisor and manager briefings for the AES. So we walked it through with their levels of leadership, just like we did with senior leadership. We got so much feedback from managers and, and supervisors saying, this is so helpful. I now have an idea of where to start. And, and as Maureen said, it being a soft place to land for leaders, we don't want people to go this alone. This is what we do every day, but many leaders do not do this every day. They're tasked with important things like running medical centers, running veterans benefits, regional offices. And this can sometimes feel like another thing to do. So part of our, our role was to help demystify some of the AES, the all employee survey. So we also met with the executive leadership team and, and did an entire consultation with them as a team to focus on them as individuals, helping them understand their own strengths and areas of development, their, their uh, development areas as a team as well and how they can better impact the organization. The biggest outcome that we saw after the two years of working with them, they were one of the top 15 improved VHA facilities on terms of, in terms of AES from 2019 to 2020. Huge improvements in best places to work. I want to say 10 to 15 point improvement on best places to work, where VA is really only seeing about four points uh, or so improvement every year. So they were well outpacing uh, those, uh, those goals improved employee engagement. And we also just kind of talking with the leadership team, we're still engaged with them, talking with them on a regular basis, reporting higher levels of just feeling like a team and working together as a team. And they are, they're continuing to remain engaged. Uh, one of the most effective teams that I've worked with in my time at NCOD. 
And Maureen, then what do you, what would you say to the individual team members? How should they participate beyond just answering the all employee survey? What I would really say is that if you're a frontline employee listening to this podcast, go to your da- your work group's dashboard. And in that dashboard, you'll not only be able to see the data, but you'll also have resources embedded in there that you can access as a frontline employee that help you to understand how you can be a productive partner with your supervisor. So that when your supervisor's sharing the data, um, that you can it, join with that person in a conversation to be able to help identify what are some things that will help make me feel better in this work environment. What are the things that are important to me? And, and choose just one or two things. Action plans don't have to be complicated. Just choose oh, one phew. or two things. <laughs> right. But no, it's, I think people sometimes make it so much more complicated. You don't have to have a big, formal, complicated written plan. You just identi- identify one or two things that you, would be useful to work on and, and then you, you know, find out who wants to, to partner together to work on those on behalf of the work group. Hopefully it's going to be, like I said, employees and managers. But when you do that, you hit on um, multiple engagement drivers, right? You're using workforce survey data, which is one of the five. Hopefully you have employees that are in, involved in the improvement process, maybe even leading some of it. That's another one. You are... Um, uh, demonstrating effective leader behaviors, that servant leadership approach where you're collaborating and you know partnering with your staff, that's a third driver. Um, and if you've got staff who are um, doing this as a kind of like a stretch for them that they've never been in charge of a project before, that would be hitting on employee development. development too. Yay! Right, exactly. So, so I think, you know, just this process alone, um, it, it, when it's it's collaborative in that way, hits on multiple engagement drivers. And in fact, one of the things that we see from year to year is that when a work group, when their AES data use score goes up, which means that the staff are saying, yes, I know my data got used. When that goes up, the very next year, you see an elevation in scores across the board on the AES. That's what's typical. And it's because that process hits on so many engagement drivers that it, it tends to make a lot of other things better um, in that through that process, kind of in more indirectly or as, a, as an outcome of doing that process. So here you go, listeners. Any mystery you, that may have been behind the all-employee survey has now been unlocked Revealed. for you. And the thing <laughs> right. I love about you don't have to do everything. You could just do no, two things. No. I can always remember to pick up bread and eggs from the supermarket. If I only have right. two things over the year to to, right. uh, to get going on the AES, I'm sure I can keep right. that in my mind and remember that's right. what I'm working on. Right. We want to demystify about the AES is that it's not meant to be a report card. It's people sometimes treat it like it's a report card. It's not. It's an improvement tool. It's intended to provide data to inform conversations so that you can work on these things that are important to you, to all of us in terms of get making the workplace better. I can't tell that you're passionate about this at all, Maureen. <laughs> I know Billy I know. is too. I love working for NCOD because we get to work with executives, leaders at all levels that really do care about employee engagement. And, and what we see out in the field is that it, it's not just lip service. It's not just checking boxes for so many of these executives. It's, it's people really wanting to do right by their team, wanting to do right by the organization, and wanting this to truly be, you know, that metric says best place to work, wanting this to be a best place for people to want to come to work, not because they have to, but because they really want to. 
Yes, it's great to see that feedback. And it's not for the score's sake, which I love what you both just mm -hmm. said about that. We're not just trying to hit a number. Right, right, yeah, exactly. The, the, as I'm a recovering teacher. I was a teacher before I went to graduate school. And you know, the, the teaching to a test aspect has always rubbed me the wrong way. The, the analogy for the AES is when we focus on changing a number from you know, a 3.5 to a 3.7, we can do that, but it really doesn't change what matters, which is people's experience. If we change people's experience, that's where you're actually going to see the numbers follow. And I couldn't agree with Maureen more. One to two meaningful action steps, and I, I always say highlight, bold, italicize that word meaningful. One to two meaningful actions are going to get you a whole lot farther than a 37-point action plan that gets put into a drawer. Uh, but focusing on what's meaningful for staff will, will help um, will help immensely. Will help people feel more ownership, and will help leaders actually feel like their efforts are are yielding fruit. Is there anything else, Maureen? You think those organizations you've seen really improve have in common? I'm constantly thinking about in what ways am I walking out servant leadership? So employee leaders across the system who really embrace that philosophy, you know, so that they are both motivating, inspiring, partnering. We both want to see our, our culture, our supervisory culture, to shift to more of a coaching culture where supervisors really think of themselves as coaches for their employees to help them improve, to help them aspire to you know, something, if they want, something more than where they are, to develop and grow, um, and that, that, that that's a big part of how I see my job. My job is to, you know, it, and that may mean that sometimes my staff leave to go somewhere else, but then I want them to stay in VA so that they can, um, you know, they can contribute uh, to, to the whole organization, so. Do you have a call to action, Maureen, for folks? Is there something yeah. you really want to yeah. tell us about? Whether you are a supervisor or an employee, I would really ask you, if you have not done so, go to your work group's dashboard. Go to your work group's AES dashboard. If you don't know how to find it, um, you can uh, email NCOD. We will help you find it. Um, but uh, go to your go to your dashboard and uh, look at your data. Look at the um, resources that are in there to help you know how to partner with each other. Um, and if you aren't at a computer regularly, ask your supervisor to print out the snapshot. There's a snapshot, a one pager that summarizes your work group's data. Ask your supervisor to, to um, print that out so you can look at it and you can get a sense of where things are for your work group. And then, you know, encourage your supervisor to have a conversation with the group about what it says, what it means, you know, what you, what you might want to work on. Um, and also in the dashboard, we've got the um, a link to uh, your leadership canvas. So if you're a supervisor listening, um, you can go in the dashboard and you can you'll find a resource in there that links you to this web page, your leadership canvas, that will allow you to access all kinds of resources, including um, our new podcast that just dropped recently called The Audacity to Fail. Wonderful. We'll post links too to accompany this podcast. We'll make that easy. And I just feel like I have like a wealth of organizational de development support and all employee survey information yes. now. Thank you. Yes, good. Well, I'm really glad. I, I know I think, you know, for me, it's really, it's really comes down to that partnership, you know, that the more that, um, that leaders and frontline employees partner together 
um, to, to make improvements, the more we're going to be successful and have the kind of environment that we want. Um, and one that feels that, that really is inclusive, where people can bring their whole selves to work and know that that's valued. Um, the more that we have these conversations, the more that will be able to, be, to happen on a regular basis. And that's just good for all of us. Maureen, did you have a piece of advice that, or a quote that you'd like to leave us with today? I think in terms of a, a quote that really resonates with me um, and that also drives the way that I, I try to operate is actually one from Maya Angelou. Um, and it's when she said, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or what you did. They'll remember how you made them feel. People need to know that you care. And if, if they know that you care, that's that's what I want people to walk away with. And and it may be that I cared enough to give them tough feedback. You know, it may be that I cared enough to challenge them and to, to encourage them to, to raise to raise the bar. Um, but but there's all kinds of ways that we can demonstrate caring, but it has to come in that kind of package. I could talk to you guys all day. I love this stuff. <laughs> Thanks. <Amy. laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been fun. I appreciate the, uh, like, again, I appreciate the, the uh, opportunity to have this conversation. Absolutely. It's been wonderful. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us on Are You Future Ready? Advancing Your Professional Development. To find the resources highlighted today, check out the Vantage Point blog linked in this episode's show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share this episode with a colleague, friend, or on your LinkedIn network.